Welcome to Quill Sword Blogcast. Georgia, why Republicans hate their base? This is actually nothing new. Originally, at least as in this party system, Republicans were the party of the rich, the elite, the businessmen, and the fiscal conservative. In the 70s, this began to shift as fewer middle class and virtually the entire South felt betrayed by the heretofore working class, middle class representative Democrats. That bit about the South is included because it is a good object lesson for the modern Republicans. See, civil rights as an issue was more of a Republican calling than a Democrat. Yes, really. In the early stages, it was the Republicans, not the Democrats, who sought civil rights changes. But as the thing progressed, civil rights began to be more popular, especially amongst the everyday folks, even some in the South. That shift meant that the rabid opposition the Democrats had been giving was becoming politically costly. Now, changing course because your base does isn't a bad thing, necessarily. But their base hadn't fully changed course. The South had been solidly Democrat since Reconstruction. A huge part of the Democrat base had misgivings about the civil rights movement. Some valid, some not. It takes time to change people's minds and to convince them to change the way they do things. But who's got time to listen to even valid concerns and calm people's fears? Nah, we'll just force them. Democrats began supporting the civil rights legislation in the Congress. The South felt betrayed, and by the 90s, the South was solidly red, just as solidly as it ever had been blue. I am glossing over a lot here. Civil rights was the beginning, but it does not explain the loss of support for the Democratic Party. Like I said, the shift didn't really happen until later. The shift had more to do with the Democrats' addiction to civil rights after that, and to the point where they were looking for oppression under every rug, and also to their increasingly swing toward elitism. You have probably been thinking, but the South was wrong, haven't you? Sure, hindsight gives us a great advantage. But you probably can't think of a valid reason why the South might have been opposed to the civil rights movement, because you've only been taught from the South bad perspective. You probably think Jim Crow was only a Southern thing. It wasn't. The point here isn't to justify the stupid and the wrong that the South was did. The point is that ignorantly feeling smugly superior is an express ticket to elitism and stupidity. The Democrats took that express. They became the anti-Christian, anti-life, anti-traditional values, anti-middle class, anti-party. You've never heard it in those terms, but that's just taking the pig without the lipstick. Democrats created a big tent of the aggrieved alongside their base. Slowly but surely, the base left, first for the independents and later for the republicans. As they describe it, they didn't leave the Democrat party. The party left them. All of that is prelude to today. Democrats are no longer the party of the working class, 
the unions, the middle class, or even the poor. They are the party of the liberal elite and the supposedly oppressed, gays, LGBT, etc., drag queens, gender-confused, sexual deviants, and anything else that can be called oppressed. That's a pretty hollow tent, and it will come crashing down. The part the Republicans should keep in mind is that betraying your base does come back to bite eventually. The real shift started in the 80s. There was a derail with the move for, toward independence. This just created a big swing vote that both parties scurried after. Independence never really floated much of his policy or platform because they couldn't. Their base was mostly disaffected Democrats that didn't yet want to admit that they were voting Republican. That said, Republicans started picking up middle and working class voters, Christians and other faiths, basically all those the Democrats had left behind. Problem was, the Republicans didn't want them. The Republicans were still fiscally conservative. That so much so was much of the base that they were gaining, but fairly socially liberal, which was not what the newcomers were. The Republicans of that day were legitimately libertarian, minus the anarchy of the Libertarian Party. They didn't want to be socially conservative or to be pulled in that direction. They were perfectly willing to have the base vote for the candidates the party elite handpicked for the party. But not this individualistic, conservative rabble choosing their own candidates. Good grief, some of those people are Christians. The social versus fiscal conservative split pretty much defined the 90s and the early 2000s. But that base, disaffected from the left, kept growing. It also became disenchanted with the Republicans as they never really seemed to get anything done. At least not anything their base wanted done. Still, slowly but surely, the Republican Party was shifting along with the population. More social conservative candidates began winning outside just the South. I suspect that was what scared the leadership. Their carefully crafted navigation of never giving the social conservatives what they wanted, but never doing anything to alienate them, was beginning to beach the party. Rising stars in the party weren't the old-school, fiscal conservative, social, semi-liberals like Pence, but the unquestionably conservative and activists like Trump. Being a rhino started ending careers. Not a lot! but enough for the leadership to read the handwriting on the wall. The party was going to become socially and fiscally conservative. Well, we can't have that now, can we? Trump set off a powder keg in both parties. No, not because of his mean tweets, but because normal, everyday people were supporting him over the elite candidates of choice. The wrecking ball was hitting both buildings as it became plain that ordinary individual voters still mattered and that neither party had a secure base. The result will go down in history, and not in a good way. I mentioned before that I think Democrats have been cheating on a ridiculous scale. But they couldn't have done that without the Republican leadership turning a blind eye to it. The Republican leadership was more interested in staying in power in the party than the party advancing politically 
because of those meddling middle-class kids. Getting rid of Trump became job one, only to find out that the base was more incensed and more active than it had ever been before. Whatever shall we do? Nothing. The Republican leadership sold out its base. Republican candidates were outspent despite full GOP coffers. The leadership threw their support behind candidates they liked and left the rest out to their own devices. And they still took the House. That is a very, very active base, and one that likely isn't looking any too keenly at Republican leadership right now. 2022 should have been a bloodbath. If Trump runs and supports his coattail candidates, 2024 will be. See, it's not 1980. We aren't dependent on five news outlets and the local paper. We don't have to send a letter to the editor to get the word out. And we don't need to depend on the Republican Party to support candidates, secure elections, or to get out the vote. California's state Republican Party made a tremendous showing. They provided a path forward for other states. The grassroots, it turns out, is still alive and well. Whether the Republican leadership likes it or not. Walker was only a few points from winning the Georgia Senate race. He had been outspent 3-1, to one, and the Georgia Lieutenant Governor, Joff Duncan, spoke out against him. Yet he came within three points of winning. No, that's not Trump dragging down the ticket. You're not still watching Fox, are you? That's the leadership sacrificing their party rather than lose their power over that party. It's the Republican Party betraying its base. This can come back to bite in two ways. We can all just drift off and vote independent to make ourselves feel better while we're really still voting Republican because the other guys are crazy. Or the base can become energized enough to take over the party by cleaning house. Throw Trump in the mix and I suspect there's going to be a major spring cleaning sooner rather than later. Trump isn't the party's savior. He's the base's wrecking ball. It's only the second act. The third is gonna be a doozy.